am I the jerk for thinking that my husband is lying about having cancer? So my husband and I have been married for four and a half years. We met when we were in seventh grade and the relationship hasn't been perfect at all. He is a compulsive liar and he drinks a lot. Over the course of our relationship, he has lied almost weekly about drinking and almost daily about small things, like what he had for dinner or if he brushed his teeth at all. Anyways, I left him in May of 2021 after I found him passed out in the bathroom because he huffed a can of air. We moved out. The kids and I lived with my best friend and we were co-parenting fairly well. Then in October, he shared he had lab work done and needed to go back because he had a growth on his liver. The supposed official diagnosis came in December, on the day of our wedding anniversary no less. I invited him back into the home under the pretext that I would take care of him while he was sick. He said he had 12 rounds of chemo, surgery, and all this other stuff planned. He did not want me to go with him to his first appointment because apparently he needed space. We were separated, so I didn't push it. But I wasn't letting him keep away from the chemo treatments. So I took him to the hospital, but he wouldn't allow me to go inside. He stated that there's COVID restrictions, and I believed that. And the fact that he would also be around other cancer patients led me to trust him. I stayed in the car for about four hours once a week. After six weeks, he said he was done with part one and that it was time for them to look at the scans and plan for surgery. When the results of the scans came, his cancer was magically gone. I mean, come on, what a miracle. I asked for some lab work or documentation to prove it was finally over. I couldn't believe my ears to be completely honest. I needed to see it in writing. He said they don't do that. And that's when I started to get suspicious. I asked for any documentation, a bill, a patient portal, literally anything. He couldn't produce anything. I called the man he claimed to be his doctor to find out when his follow-up appointment was so I could put it on our calendar on our fridge. And they had no history of him in their system. So I asked him to confirm the doctor's name and number that I called, to which he did. And lo and behold, I called the right place. He showed me a portal, but it was for a hospital, not a specific doctor or specialty. So I went to the hospital to see if I could make the same portal without any doctor's information. And guess what? I could. I eventually said I was going to bring in a third party to mediate if he couldn't provide anything. I needed to know if I'm just a crazy person for accusing him of something so outlandish. And the next day, he provided me with an invoice, finally. However, it looks super sketchy. I looked up fake invoice online and literally the first link was identical to the invoice he sent me but it was an edited version he was able to input what he needed his name the doctor and the address it was all just a template he could fill out the more evidence i look at the more i think he doesn't actually have cancer but i'm not sure how to proceed from here so what do i do am i crazy for accusing him of lying i don't think you're crazy this sounds pretty logical this guy's clearly faking this and he has no proof otherwise what on earth is he doing at the hospital four hours a week and why would he waste this lady's time just to have her drive him there and wait? Did he really think that she wasn't going to ask for proof that his cancer is now magically gone? Like, I'm no medical professional, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't work like that. I'm also willing to bet that there's 100% some type of documentation stating that his cancer is gone. For something that severe, there's absolutely a paper trail. And the fact that the doctor's office did not even recognize that this guy was a patient is more than enough evidence to say, hey, this guy's lying. So yeah, it sounds like you have a lot to talk about in this situation because it 100% does not sound like this guy is being at all honest with you. I agreed to move in with my boyfriend, but now I'm having second thoughts. My boyfriend and I have been together for a year. We lived together from January to April of this year until we both moved back home for the summer. We made plans to move in together next school year. However, recently I found out one of my brother's roommates may be moving out next September and I could take their room. My boyfriend is very clingy and I don't mind it very much most of the time. However, I am heading into my third year of nursing school and I'm going to be extremely busy and my boyfriend 
can be quite emotionally draining at times because of the amount of attention he wants. I have talked to him about it multiple times, but it doesn't change much. When I told him about maybe moving into my brother's, he told me I wouldn't like it if I moved in and that I can't just bail on him now. My brother likes to have parties a decent amount and my brother does not like them. I know what my boyfriend is like to live with and I've been thinking about it more and more. I think it would be better for me to move in with my brother because I think the workload of third year nursing will be too much to deal with when living with my partner who wants a lot of attention and he also almost never leaves the house because he doesn't have friends to hang out with and doesn't have a heavy school load usually. He only has a maximum of maybe three classes. Is it okay for me to bail out on living with him after agreeing to do it before? What should I do? It is absolutely okay for you to bail on him. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I'm going to live with my brother. In my opinion, that doesn't mean that you don't love your boyfriend. It just means that you need more space to be able to get your studies done. And let me tell you, as someone who has a family member who was a nurse, nursing school is hard. It is not easy and it takes a lot out of you. So I totally understand where she is coming from in her saying, hey, I need more time to get this done. There's a lot of rotations. There's a lot of classes and labs. It is like a 16 hour workday for students sometimes. So it's a very serious commitment. So I completely understand and respect that, hey, she has a lot of studying and she needs to get this done. It's not going to be like this all the time and the boyfriend definitely needs to understand that. But for right now, going into a schooling this difficult, it's very important for her to be able to focus. And it's also a little disturbing that the boyfriend's not really willing to change. Like you would think he would be at least willing to step up to the plate and do what he needs to do to fit his girlfriend's needs. Especially since he only takes three classes a semester. That is not that much work at all. And chances are his girlfriend's probably taking 18 plus credits, which is not surprising to me for a nursing major. So yeah, in my opinion, move in with your brother and don't think twice about it. Anyone anywhere is allowed to change their mind on anything at any point. And hopefully your boyfriend can learn to understand that. I am always being ripped off by my boyfriend and being forced to baby him. And I'm sick and tired of it. When it comes to relationships, I'm pretty confident in saying that I'm not interested in money at all. I never look for a rich guy when I start dating someone and I don't expect constant gifts or constant dates. I have no problem doing 50-50 on dates. I don't want to be a stay-at-home wife and let my man do all the providing. I like working and having my independence. I have never asked anybody for money in my life, ever. I was raised that way. Nothing against people who do take loans from others as long as they return it, but it's just something I personally do not like to engage in. I hate depending on people, and I've gotten to a point in my life where I can live quite comfortably off of my own salary. Compared to the usual salaries in my country, I make a decent amount. I consider myself capable of giving myself all the luxuries I want, which is why I don't need a man who's always spending on me. I don't take money from anybody else, and I get everything done, and that's how my life had been for a while. Then I met this guy last October who is perfect for me in every way. I fell in love after a long time, and everything was so right. He's everything I ever wanted in a guy. He makes me feel so happy, and he's so gentle and caring and affectionate. I'm so used to my previous toxic and abusive relationships that a relationship like this was something unknown to me. During the time I met him, I was trying to move out of home and was looking for a roommate to split the costs with. I met some girls for this, and I remember discussing with my boyfriend how these girls seemed to be so flaky and unreliable, and how I don't want to be part of it because in the end, I'll have to do everything for them. He told me to be patient and to wait until we can move in together. So I did. Before I met him, he was working for his ex-girlfriend's brother, and in return for working for him, the ex's girlfriend's brother would cover all the costs and do everything for him. So obviously, after getting into a relationship with me, he ended this arrangement, and then he got really, really broke. I tried to be understanding at first. He was in a bad situation with not many options. He started asking for money, filling my head with sob stories of how helpless he is, and how bad it will be if he doesn't have this much. I 
helped him out, thinking it was a one-off thing. It wasn't. He would call me every time he needed to buy something or needed to get something to eat. Every single day. At that point, I still wanted to help him, so I did. Then I got broke because of him. I only had money left in my savings, and he knew it. I mentioned to him that I'm broke. Soon after, he came to me with another sob story asking for money. He didn't directly ask this time. Just kept telling me the exact amount he needed. And it wasn't a small amount, mind you. It was around $100. He kept repeating this until I finally took money from my savings and gave it to him. He didn't even say thank you. He has never once gotten me a gift. Never. Then, we made an arrangement that we will move in together and split everything 50-50. I don't know why I agreed to this. And I don't think I believed him even then. Maybe it's the fact that I finally fell in love again and I was way too happy to see otherwise. Everything has been terrible since. He has been trying to get a job. He really has. I know he has. But I hate to even say it, he is honestly so useless. We moved into one place and had to move in a month. He paid half of the rent that time. Then we moved into another place and he didn't pay for anything. Just stayed around leeching off of me like a grown parasite. He chose the places. They had very cheap rent, cheap enough for me to pay on my own. He probably thought all of that out because he loves making me pay. They were so cheap that they were completely unreliable. They were so unreliable that the second time, we were asked to move with a four-day notice. Because of that, we ended up homeless. For the next two weeks, we stayed at a hotel until things could be figured out. Who paid for the hotel? Surprise, surprise, it was me. Fun fact, when this event happened, I just got an annual leave. So instead of spending my annual leave on a holiday somewhere, I was homeless inside of a seedy hotel. And the list goes on and on. It's always about money, and it's always about my boyfriend never being reliable. I have confronted him several times about all of this, and I always get the same response. He tells me how hard he's trying and how helpless he is. If I say something too harshly, he'll cry after I go to sleep. It's honestly ridiculous and I'm not sure what to do from here. It sounds like you need to dump this guy and get yourself somebody who actually cares about you. Or, in all actuality, it sounds like you're totally fine on your own. Like, sometimes relationships are not a good fit. And this guy is absolutely taking advantage of you. He probably views his relationship with you as someone who can finally take care of him while he does nothing. Fun fact, everybody's hiring. And if he's really looking for a job, even if it's some low-level entry job, he can find it. It might not be ideal and it might be a little bit embarrassing to work at such places, but if it makes ends meet in your life and you're able to get things done, then who cares? Overall, the way he's acting is super disrespectful and I'm super proud of you for being so proactive in your life. And honestly, you can do so much better than this deadbeat. So in my opinion, kick him to the curb, get your life together, and live your life without having to babysit and carry another grown man along with you. My husband just admitted that he's not willing to meet my needs. The title says it all. Basically, things haven't been right between us for about three years. We've been fighting, usually about his dishonesty, approximately every two weeks. As far as I know, there's been no cheating. It's just that he lies to me about big things and is not emotionally honest with me. We had a terrible fight on Monday. I'm not sure how much details required, but in a nutshell, he had committed, through his therapist's suggestion, to spend 15 minutes a day telling me about his day. We are trying to work on honesty, but he hadn't done it yet, despite me encouraging him to do it. We tentatively made up on Tuesday, but something didn't feel right with me, and suddenly I had a eureka moment. This man doesn't care about me. I told him this in the most loving way possible, and he was surprised, or at least acted that way. He said he does care about me, and that perhaps I should attend therapy to work out why I think that. I asked him to make me feel more love, and he doubled down on this being a me problem and needing to attend therapy. I tried to communicate that if he was thinking he was showing me love, it's just not translating through to me. And I think I did a really good job of that using non-threatening language 
language and not blaming him when we talked. I asked him to think about whether he could perhaps try to meet my needs in a way that was important to me. Like, for example, doing more emotional work in the relationship or showing affection in my love language. And he outright said no. I'm devastated. I've worked so hard in trying to be more understanding and supportive and what he needs for me to be. And for him to not have any empathy for me, feeling unloved and not cared for, stings. I suppose that I should feel grateful that after 17 years and two children, he finally found it in him to be honest with me. What should I do? There's an old saying that comes to mind that I think really fits this situation. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. Or in this case, if someone tells you who they are, you should believe them. The person in this story absolutely deserves to be loved and absolutely cared for. The fact that this guy is not willing to come to her level, regardless of if that's up or down, and be there for her and try and be more honest in their marriage is completely unacceptable. This is really a sad situation to be stuck in because it sounds like the lady in this situation has done everything she can to try and meet her husband's needs, but the guy is not willing to show her love in the way that she needs it. It's really disappointing and I hope you get this worked out because the original poster deserves to feel loved just like anybody else. My brother pretends to have a meltdown only to realize it was all for nothing. I have a younger brother who's about 16 years old who is literally the most selfish, entitled, careless person I've ever met or learned about. He hogs the TV even if he doesn't use it, eats all the food in the fridge, and if he doesn't like it, he literally throws it out and is mad that we bought food that he doesn't like. He constantly demands either money or expensive stuff from our parents. He doesn't clean at all, deletes my games from our shared gaming console to make room for his own games, and the list goes on. You get the picture. He is an absolute nightmare to live with, and I am honestly counting down the days to when I can move out. And before anyone asks, no, he does not have any mental health issues. He's just a jerk. So today, my little brother went to my mom and demanded money for a haircut. She disagreed, stating that he just had his haircut like a week ago and that they made a deal that he'll get haircut money once a month. So he made a whole scene, yelling, guilt tripping, slamming his door. When he noticed that it wasn't working and that his normal antics were not getting through, he then demanded that mom cut his hair. She tried to tell him that she is not going to be able to do the very specific haircut that he wants, but he would just continuously yell at her to just cut his hair. And let me tell you, my mom really tried, and I think she did quite a good job considering the way he was acting, but my brother decided he hates it and threw a fit, shaving his entire head. Then, if that's not enough, he faked a meltdown, slammed the bathroom door, and started to make very obvious fake sobbing noises, yelling at mom that she ruined his life and that she was prioritizing money over her son. My mom looked like she wanted to cry too. At this point, I've had enough. I absolutely unleashed it on him. I yelled at him that I would absolutely not tolerate the way he spoke to mom and to apologize immediately. He refused and I told him he was bullying mom because he couldn't realize that the world didn't revolve around him. I told him that he only cared about himself and that if he were so ugly as he said, at least the outside world matched the inside. I told him that if he keeps up this behavior, I would encourage mom to only buy him diapers as that's the only thing that seems developmentally appropriate for him. After this long tirade, I told him he would either apologize to mom or I would call dad, who would make my little speech seem like praise. At this point, he stormed out of the bathroom, threw the tiniest little sorry at mom, and locked himself in his room. To be honest, I feel a little bad. I obviously can imagine that a bad haircut can ruin your day, but lashing out and cursing at mom, who only tried to help, is unacceptable, and I absolutely will not tolerate that behavior ever again. Families have a lot going on. 
Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Good on this sibling for stepping up and defending the mom. Being a parent is already hard enough, but it makes it even worse when you have a child that acts like this. There's no legitimate excuse for this person to act like this towards their mom. She didn't do anything wrong, and it sounds like this kid literally got a haircut like a week ago. Why on earth would he want another haircut? And then when he gets a haircut from his mom, he freaks out and loses his mind. Like, I'm willing to guess that the mom definitely does not cut hair for a living. So she did the best she could considering the circumstances and probably just to make her kids shut up. But at the end of the day, the original poster stood up for his mom and came to her defense because nobody should talk to their parents like that, especially when the parents are trying to do everything right. My wife got scammed into losing all of our money. This happened a few months ago. My wife, a hardworking, trusting woman, got a phone call from the same number as the bank we use. They mentioned a possible fraudulent charge from a shopping mart over 500 miles away that supposedly came from us. She thinks nothing of it and tells them that it definitely was not us. The bank tells her that it was for $700. My wife begins to panic because she knows that this money is going to be used for bills and food for the week. She tells them it's not us and that we need the money back as soon as possible. They say it's not a problem and that they just need our savings account number and our routing info to get the money back to us. She gives it to them, thinking nothing of it, since the call is from the bank that we use. But in all actuality, this is where the mess up begins. 
She calls me while I'm busy at work and tells me someone got our card info and took the money in our checking account and the details. I don't think much of it because I've had people get my card info off gas pumps in the past. She calls me an hour later, frantic and in tears, and tells me that someone has now taken all of the money in our savings account too. She tries to redial the number that called her previously, but it says it's no longer in service. When she dials the number to call our bank, she is told that they would never call us to get our account information. Deep down, she knew better, but she trusted a scammer who took all of our money and then took all of our savings too. She learned her lesson big time, and luckily, after a few days, the bank found us not at fault and reimbursed all of our money, thankfully. That is a scary situation to be in. It's super crazy that these scammers are getting sophisticated enough that they can fake having a number coming from your bank. But the original poster has it correct. Your bank would never call you asking for any kind of account information. And it was such a specific amount too, $700. Like you have to know when someone calls up saying, hey, you spent $700 500 miles away, that it most definitely was not you. It would be different if you were on vacation and you bought something expensive. But even then, sometimes your bank will step in and be like, whoa, is this you? Like if I'm purchasing anything with my card that is outside the norm, my bank has it set up where they will text me and be like, uh, is this you? It can sometimes be tedious, but I would much rather it be tedious than to have to worry about all of my money disappearing from my account. That sounds like an absolute nightmare. So overall, I'm super glad that these people got their money back and hopefully they learned a valuable lesson. Don't give your information out on the phone. It doesn't matter if it's even the bank that's supposedly asking for it because chances are if they're asking for that info, they're 100% a scammer. Today, I messed up by tearing off the gas pump hose as I drove away. Today, I started pumping my gas and went into the gas station to use the restroom. As I returned, I was writing up a very funny post on social media and chuckling at my cleverness. I got back in my car, started it up, and drove away very confidently. There was instantly a startling bang and a rumbling dragging noise behind me, and I knew right away that I had messed up. I got out of the car and stared in dismay at the hose of the gas pump dangling behind my car, attached to the handle which was still firmly stuck in my car. In my shock and panic, I then proceeded to get back into the car and reverse to the pump, driving over the hose and snapping the handle off in the process. With a deep sense of shame, I walked into the gas station, ready to receive an earful and a big bill. Instead, the gas station attendant thanked me for telling him. Apparently, this happens about once a month, and most people just get out of their cars, remove the handle and the hose, and then drive away. I haven't felt this relieved in a while, and thankfully, I don't have to pay for the broken pump. This is literally my nightmare every time I stop to get gas. I don't typically walk away from my car while my car is filling up. Like, that's a big taboo thing for me personally, because I know for a fact that my scatterbrain is going to forget that I'm pumping gas, and then I will become the next person of the month to rip that gas pump out of the tank. And you can bet that the gas attendant absolutely does not care that that pump got ripped off. They work at a gas station. I can't think of a job that would be more frustrating than dealing with people complaining about gas all day. If I were willing to guess that gas station employee who's definitely just working at an hourly rate does not care if all of the gas pumps get ripped off. If that happens, that means less people come in. And if I was in their shoes, I'd probably be happy about that. All jokes aside, I'm really happy that this person didn't get in trouble as that would have been really lame if they did. And thankfully, they get to walk away and not have to pay for replacing the hose on the pump because you can bet that's probably expensive. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright free music to use for your next stream.